You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. You are listening to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. And if this is your first time tuning in, I am your host, Isaac Watson. And I just want to, as I always do, thank all of my listeners and supporters uh, throughout uh, this time that this platform uh, has been made available unto you. Uh, for a little over a year and a half now, and uh, we have been pretty consistent with releasing new content uh, week after week. Uh, I have not released anything in the past, I believe, maybe a couple weeks, few weeks or so, um, but I promise I'm going to make that up to you. Listen, I want to go ahead. I want to jump into today's topic. What I actually did, I believe it was last week, was uh, I went on my social media, uh, Facebook, as well as Instagram, and I asked um, those who are my friends and those who are uh, followers on my platforms uh, of some topics that they would like to hear uh, disclosed uh, over over the next uh, several weeks or so, and uh, they gave me a an entire list of topics, of things uh, that I have not covered. Uh, Some things that they wrote are things that I have covered, but there were many things that they wrote that I have not covered. And I do want to take time to cover many of those new topics. And I also want to give you an opportunity as a listener, uh, someone who uh, is committed to uh, this particular platform, I want to give you an opportunity to send me some of your feedback as well uh, and in uh, sending me topics that you would like to be covered, topics that you may not have heard before, uh, questions that you may have regarding um, Christianity, regarding God, regarding the church, uh, whatever, whatever it may be. We speak all things church talk. So I want to be able to cover your topics and I want to give you an opportunity to send them in to me so I can handle your topics specifically. So I want to encourage you, go to my website, IsaacWatsonMinistries.com, and uh, within the contact form, just just leave me a topic uh, and write it out. Let me know uh, what what you would like me to cover, if you can, because sometimes the topics can be a bit vague. If you can, give me uh, some specific areas. If the topic itself is not specific, give me some specific areas or angles in which you'd like to hear Um, the topic explained, elaborated on, or discussed, and I'll do my best to get to you, all right? Um, I also want to thank all of you who take time to subscribe, uh, leave reviews, and rate Church Talk with Isaac. Um, If you have not done so, I want to encourage you because it makes this platform visible, more visible. The higher the rating, the more reviews. As people look for platforms such as this one, they type certain buzzwords into their search field as they're searching for new podcasts. Uh, um, Church Talk with Isaac becomes one of the ones that will pop up first, uh, depending on uh, how high the rating is and uh, how many ratings this particular platform has. So I want to encourage you, write a review. I want to be able to read it. I want to be able to know how this platform has been a blessing to you, what you've gotten from it, and also rate it. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, I want to go ahead. I want to jump into today's topic, and uh, it shouldn't be a long topic, but I do want to cover it. This was one of the ones on Facebook uh, that was recommended or suggested that I talk about. And I thought it was very, very interesting because it, I believe that it's very relevant. Uh, and, and the person that wrote this is someone that I've been going, that I've known since I was a kid. And I wanted to cover his topic. Uh, and uh, the title of this is Am I Loving You or Enabling You? 
Am I loving you or enabling you? And I believe that I want to kind of cover this from the perspective of the culture that we live in now. We live in a uh, what we call a cancel culture. Uh, and uh, we live in a culture now where uh, if if it's anything that may be opposing, if it's a difference of opinion, a difference of view, a difference of belief, um, whatever it may be, uh, whether it's raising our children or the way that we may view certain topics in the scripture of whether being immoral or cu culturally different, sin or irrelevant because we're under the new covenant or whatever it may be there's so many differences of views and oftentimes when a topic is brought up that may be seemingly controversial or a, a difference of opinion is brought up oftentimes the issue of love is brought up and we may say things like well you're not loving this individual because you do not agree with their lifestyle or uh, from a from a from a sense, you are not uh, enabling or affirming what they are deciding to do. And my thing is this: um, one of one of the things that was brought up um, on my thread on Facebook, uh, the way that this question was posed or this conversation was posed is: where or how do you draw the line between love and acceptance? And enabling sin and teaching your children that you can love on someone and support them, but also teach them that we don't agree or condone their actions. This is very, very good because now in America, let me just speak for America because I know I have listeners all around the world. All right. In America, there are certain things that are being um, implemented and instituted even within our school systems, uh, elementary school. Uh, even going up into high school and college where there's certain topics that are um, that are that are said to be uh, talked about and expressed and explained um, in their curriculum uh, today. So topics such as LGBTQ, UIA plus um, individuals who have been leaders within um, uh, culture or leaders within American history, which is nothing necessarily wrong with that. Um, there are also things that are that are being uh, said that has to be implemented where I've been seeing be implemented where um, regardless of what you may teach your children at home, uh, school systems and teachers and educators and TV and, you know, all media and, and everything else summed up as culture uh, it, uh, has has the authority or the right to tell your children, hey, regardless of what you're being taught at home, if you feel like you're a particular sex uh, if you feel like you are a particular gender, um, whatever the case may be, then it's OK to it's OK to be that and to identify as that, irregardless of what you may be taught at home. And it's not necessarily being said, irregardless of what you're being taught at home. But that is uh, ultimately the uh, uh, the tone and the connotation when it comes to these types of conversations. Now, I want to address this topic and it's just not the the LGBT community, you know, plus community. Um, but that is probably one of the most headlining uh, themes and topics of discussion uh, where there is conflict uh, from what's being taught in society, what's being taught in school systems, what's being released in government and what's being taught from home. And even uh, morally, whether that background is a Christian background, an, an Islamic background, whatever the case may be. Um, and I, I think that is worth looking at. I think it's worth looking at because we have to understand that it is our responsibility. I am a father and I don't understand. And I understand that it is our responsibility to educate our children. And one of the things that we have to begin to look at 
is we have to begin to look at uh, the church because the church for so many years uh, has been given the responsibility of enculturating or educating the children. And my my concern with that is that many parents, they do not take the time or historically, many parents have not taken the time to educate their own children in the in the things of God. And they've relied solely on dropping their kids off at church so that the church becomes the dominant teacher for their children. And I believe that that is twisted and that is not the way that the family unit has been designed. I believe that it is your obligation. It is your responsibility. It is your job description as a parent. As a mother, as a father, as someone who's raising children in your home, whether it's a foster parent or a guardian of some sort, a grandparent, whatever it may be, it is your responsibility to educate your children. It is your responsibility to train your children in the way that they should go. And it is only the church's responsibility, hear me, to reinforce what they should be getting at home. All right. Now, this is important because we cannot allow the school systems to 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 indoctrinate. And that's just not a religious term. We cannot allow the school systems and the government and culture to indoctrinate our children before we have an opportunity to do so. We cannot live a life. Hear me where we are. We are we are isolating our children where we're we're, we're telling them that they cannot associate with certain types of people. And all of those things, because quite honestly, that's not the Jesus way. We are not called as the church, hear me, to be isolated. We are not called as the church to isolate. Are you hearing me? We do not isolate. As a church, we infiltrate. We are called to be salt. We are called to be light. And for so long, we have been consumed with being the salt of the saints that we're not being the salt of the earth. We've been so consumed with being the light of the church that we are not being the light of the world. And I believe that God is calling us into a place to where we become uh, more aware of the influence that God has called us to have in the world. And now as 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 a culture is beginning to uh, constantly and consistently increase in their level of aggression and indoctrinating a generation, we have to also learn to teach our children and the generations to come their significance in their uh, in their being placed in the excuse me in their placement in the world. All right, and one of the things that we have to begin to teach our children is that love is not agreeability. Let me say that again, because some people will say. That if you teach your children not to agree with every type of lifestyle or every way of life that you're teaching them hate. And that's simply not true because to say that is to say that love is agreeability. And that is not the truth. Love is not agreeability. As a matter of fact, one of the greatest ways that love is tested is through conflict. If you don't believe me, get married. If you don't believe me. Have a family. If you don't believe me, have friends. Have, come on. Be placed in a context where there are other people that have their own free will that is outside of your own will. Conflict is one of the greatest ways that love is tested. 
Scriptures say that a brother, hear me, a brother is born for adversity. So we have to learn that it, whenever there are covenant relationships, there will also be times of adversity. Yes, brothers fight for you in times of adversity, but brothers will also show their face as covenant keepers when there are times of conflict that arises in your life. That is how true love is actually tested. Can I live with you, although I don't agree with you? Are y'all listening to me? Can I live with you? Although I don't necessarily agree with your decisions, although I don't necessarily agree with your with your perspectives, I don't necessarily agree with your way of life. Can I still live with you and love you even even in the midst of disagreement? Now, this is important because one of the things that we be, we have to learn uh, how to live one of the ways we have to learn how to live as well as we have to teach the generations to come how to live is with people that you do not necessarily agree with. Can you live with them irregardless of your convictions? Can I live with you even though I don't agree with your lifestyle, with your decisions, with your with with the way that you may talk to or handle or mishandle your spouse, your husband, your wife, your children, whatever it may be. All right. Can I live with you? Because one of the things that Paul had to address to the Corinthian church, he said this, I would have it that you do not associate with the immoral, that you don't associate with the sexual immoral, that you don't associate with those who may not be living up to Christ's character. Uh, 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 but, but then this is what he says. I'm not talking about those of the world, but those within the church. Otherwise, you would have to be removed from the church altogether or from the world, excuse me, altogether. So we are called actually to live among those who may not live the same lifestyle that we live. Now, the reason why this is important and uh, one of the greatest things that we have to understand and in coming into grips with this reality is we have to understand the nature of the kingdom. The kingdom does not something that comes with observation. It's not something that is seen externally with the eye, although the results of the kingdom can bring physical and tangible manifestations. The kingdom of God itself, according to Romans chapter 14, verse 17, is righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a person that actually lives on the inside of you. So one of the things that we find out about the kingdom, even Jesus said this, many will say the, the kingdom is here, the kingdom is there, but the kingdom of God does not come with observation. The kingdom of God is in you. Another interpretation says it is internally uh it, it is in your midst or it is internally resident on the inside of you. So the kingdom of God is not about superimposing your beliefs or convictions upon anyone else. The kingdom of God is about self-government. It is about you being able to rule uh, or you're, you, you allowing the Holy Spirit and the culture of the spirit of God, the culture of heaven, the culture of the kingdom of God to be ruled internally. Through self-control, through self-conviction, through you understanding that you are called to live a life that is sensitive to the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit without you imposing how you are led upon other people. Again, your job is not to superimpose your beliefs or your convictions upon anyone else. Your job is to become attractive. 
so that those you are called to influence will become fascinated by your life and by your Christocentric design. By you living a Christocentric life or, or a Christ-like life, that lifestyle, although you are not forcing anyone or condemning anyone, your lifestyle actually becomes a light to others and it becomes attractive so that others are literally drawn unto you because of the example that you've laid out before them. We have to begin to teach that this is a way that we as a church, that we as sons and daughters of God, that we even in teaching our children, that we can teach them, hey, you can love someone, but that don't necessarily mean that you agree with them or condone their actions. You can love someone, but it doesn't mean that you have to lower your standards and your convictions and your way of life in order to be attractive or influential in their life. I do not have to agree with you to walk with you. I don't have to agree with you to have conversation with you. I don't have to agree with you to build life with you. I don't have to agree with you or your lifestyle to pray with you. I don't have to agree with you to give you advice. I don't have to agree with you. But one of the things that we have to begin to teach is, hey, look, this is what we believe as born again believers. And you will see other types of designs and cultures in the world. And that's OK. As long as you are um, confident in your design, you do not have to succumb to the to 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 other designs, other lifestyles, other manifestations of thought, of theory, of ideology that you may see displayed in the world. Be confident in you. Be confident in who God has called you to be. Come on. Be confident in your God design that you understand that those who are in Christ are a new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. So I did want to tackle this topic today. I, I hope that that help some of you all because I know you know I was having a conversation with a relative some months ago over this same topic uh you know he has he has he has children he has sons and one of his sons uh no older than five years old one of his sons came home from school and he you know he was talking about how uh, one of his his uh, other students uh he was saying how the student doesn't have a mommy and a daddy he has two daddies or I forgot what it was has two mommies or whatever the case may be. And um, my my relative did not know how to address that topic or that situation or that that uh, that concern um, that he had for his child. And and my admonishment to him was you don't teach him that other people's lifestyles and the way that other people decide to live um, or raise their children, that you have to hate them or you have to ridicule them because of the way that they live. We are going to live with all types of different people and the world is going to continually evolve and it's going to continually change some for the better, some for the worst. But in all in all, Jesus died. Come on. God loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Meaning this, if God loved everyone, we're called to love everyone. We're called to become a standard. We're called to live peaceably with all men. And we're called to be a light to all men. All right, listen, I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. I pray this helped you. Do me a favor, share this uh, with someone that you know may need to hear this. Uh, write a review, rate it, and uh, I greatly appreciate it. I love y'all. I pray you have a great week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. 
If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.